Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stuart Blake. Hello. Before we start this episode of the MMA Fan Podcast, we need to tell you about our sponsor, Free Train. Free Train do these fantastic running vests for you to run in, hit the bag in, and they keep your phone close to your chest. No more do you need to have your phone rumbling around in your pocket when you run or at an awkward angle on your arm. You can keep it on your chest with easy access to your phone whenever you go training. And uh, what can the people do, Stu, if they want to get a vest? Simple. Head over to www.freetrain.com. Have a look. See what you like. And when you pop it in the basket, just before you check out, pop in the code MMAFAN and save yourself 10%. I mean... Don't ever let it be said we don't spoil you here on this podcast. www.freetrain.com. Go check them out. Excellent stuff. Right, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I am Blake Harrison and joining me as ever is... A very, very excited Stu Whiffin. How are you? I'm very, very good, mate. Very, very good. Um, I think we need to... Uh, let the audience in on uh, why you're so excited. Audience, is that the right term? Listeners, audience, is that same thing? I don't know. Same thing, isn't it? Yeah, stop yeah. going on about it. Um, but uh, we are excited today because uh, this is an episode that is brought to you uh, in association with Embattled, which mm-hmm. is a new film uh, that will be available on digital download from July the fifth. And this is a special one uh, uh, for those guys out there. Uh, Embattled is um, a movie about a a very turbulent, difficult relationship between a father and son of both MMA fighters. The father is played by uh, Stephen Dorff. It's written by David McKenna, who wrote Blow and American History X, two films I absolutely loved back in the day. And um, also you're going to get cameos from... uh, former ufc fighters you've got mm. tyron woodley and we've got our guest for today's episode kenny florian and you're quite excited about this aren't you yeah i think kenny was in in a sort of formative years of of, of my my love of mixed martial arts i got to you know watch kenny a lot on the tv and and never did he show up for a dull fight and you know, to see him post UFC carve out a, a wonderful career for himself, working for the UFC and now working for PFL, it was a real, real treat to get to 
open a Zoom link and, and there was his little face, you know, having yeah. a little chat with us. It was wonderful. And as you're about to find out, I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast, I'm sure are very aware of, of who Kenny Florian is. And, and there's a reason that he's in demand for his commentating because he's a great talker and he's got a very lovely, warm, uh, inclusive nature about him. And yeah, so that is why I am very, very excited today, Blake. Yeah, well, absolutely. And rightfully so. I mean, he we talk about this in the podcast. He's not had the kind of stereotypical journey into MMA and, and post-MMA. He's had, as you said, a fantastic career. I've probably seen more of him from a, a commentating sure. perspective and an analyst perspective than what I did as a fighter. I did see a couple of his fights, and, I, and particularly because we were doing this, I went back and and, and watched a couple and there was that I mean he fought for a belt three times I think and he's I mean he's fought absolutely everyone we're talking you know BJ Penn Jose Aldo I, I, I help me out the list goes on and on of the people that Diego Sanchez Diego Sanchez he was in the final of the first ever ultimate fighter mm-hmm. wasn't it and everyone obviously talks about the the Forrest Griffin Matt Bonner uh, uh war that really made the UFC blow up and the ultimate fighter blow up but before that, the first ever Ultimate Fighter winner was actually Diego Sanchez. Mm. And he beat Kenny Florian in that final. I mean, more importantly, I love the fact that um, not only is, is he fighting for the Cage Warriors belt at the weekend, Matt Bonner, but uh, you've also alluded to Does the it? fact that all that time ago, he was fighting in the Ultimate <laughs> Fighter. Oh, no. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Was it a different Bonner, did you mean? Stefan Bonner. Uh, well, do you know what? Good luck to Matt Bonner in his upcoming fight for the Cage Warriors uh, middleweight title. He did great against uh, uh, Forrest Griffin back in the day, didn't he? Um, <laughs> oh, oh thanks for, No, you know what? Thanks for putting me up on that because there would have been people listening to this guy and he's an absolute moron. And I know I am. I know I am. <laughs> Stefan Bonner. Thank you very much. <laughs> it didn't come out of nowhere, did it? I didn't just get no, his name. It, it, it was from, from a good place, mate. It was from a good place. We're wishing Matt all the best. I mean, this probably goes out after then, so hopefully yeah. we're talking about Matt Bonner, middleweight cage warriors champion. Mm. Uh, mm. But getting back on point, uh, we've got Kenny Florian today, as we said, fi- uh, first ever finalist of the Ultimate Fighter along with Diego Sanchez. Uh, shall we just get on with the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Here you go. Kenny Florian. Not Matt Bonner. How you doing, Kenny? Good. How are you guys? Yeah, good, mate. Very good, mate. Thank you. Appreciate your time today. Of course. Right. Well, I think the first thing we're going to ask is I want you to tell me about fight movies. And before we even get on to Embattled, I want to know about the fight movies that that shaped you as a youngster and if that had any bearing on you putting on a pair of gloves and joining a gym. Oh, man. You know, uh, first of all, great question. Um, yes, I, I think about – this is something I think about a lot, you know, um, the, the different things that shape us and, and, and what um, kind of leads us into what we do. And most certainly movies uh, do that for people. And it definitely did that for me. Um, You know, I grew up with with friends uh, who loved uh, martial arts movies and, um, you know, war movies like, you know, the Chuck Norris movies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, the Bruce Lee movies. So um, 
I, I that definitely had a strong influence on me. Um, you know, whether it was my dad, um, my dad was pretty busy, but when we did, it was usually some kind of uh, manly movie, I guess you could say. <laughs> Um, you know, whether it was the, the Clint Eastwood spaghetti Westerns or with my brothers watching Kung Fu theater on the weekends. Um, so the martial arts movies definitely, um, shaped, uh, how I viewed things and had a big influence on me. Um, and I definitely think that played a part on, on me doing what I did, um, but, you know, I, I, I do think that at the end of the day, martial arts needs to connect with with you. And, and it certainly did that. I, you know, I, even as a young um, kid, I remember um, doing martial arts and it feeling like it was a religious experience almost. Um, nothing else mattered. Nothing else was going on. Uh, and I felt like I was doing magic almost. You know, it was just really fun for me. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, all of the Bruce Lee movies were, were huge. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, um, you know, of course, the the Rocky movies. Um, let's see. Um, there was a movie way back in the day called Force Five, where it kind of had um, some well-known martial artists. Joe Lewis um, was in it. Um, who was the other one? Uh, oh, Benny the Jet Arquides was in it. So anyway, they had like, you know, five expert martial artists and they were on some secret mission. It was a really cheesy movie, but I remember anytime it came on, it was it, it was just very intriguing to me. Uh, and, um, you know, Jim Cotta was a movie that I used to watch a lot back in the day. It was like this uh, Olympic gymnast who learned martial arts and had to invade some martial arts building. But anyways, just a, a ton. Of, I can go on and on about the martial arts movies from, you know, blood sport to whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed all of them. Yeah. And, and from watching the, the, these, these, you know, iconic movies such as, you know, you mentioned Rocky and things like that and blood sport yeah. to then find yourself being the star of something and walking to that octagon <laughs> and getting in that octagon and getting bloody like you've seen in them films. Did it feel like you was in a movie set at any given point when you had to kind of do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I have to admit, candidly, I, I was probably uh, about to, you know, pee my pants a, a couple times when I, when I did. Um, but uh, after that, once you embrace it, and you go, wait a sec. I wanted this life. This is what I do. This is what I train for. This is what I enjoy. Yeah, I remember just like the closer I'd get to the octagon, the closer I get to the cage, the better and more relaxed I would feel. And then, then I felt free. So, yeah, um, I, I definitely there were definitely uh, times. I mean, first of all, there's a camera in your face. You know, almost you know from the time you're in your locker room to the time you're right about to fight, and it's literally right in front of you. So that's hard to ignore. You know, the the crowd, the fans, um, and yeah, it, it's it's funny looking back. It, it feels like a lifetime ago, but um, it is it is quite surreal. So you you mentioned your your dad there, and uh, you in in my head have have uh, not the stereotypical uh, kind of journey into MMA because you know that stereotypical one is like oh there was someone that was brought up of really hard times maybe their dad wasn't around or anything like that yeah. and they they found a gym and they found MMA your yeah. dad was a doctor <laughs> so 
He was probably thinking, oh, little Kenny, he's going to go and do his PhD. He's going to get a good degree. And, you know, he's, he's just going to be set for life doing this really great job, you know. And then you turned around to him one day and went, I'm going to fight for a living. What was his reaction to that? And, and maybe both your parents. Like, how, how was their response to that? Accurate, accurate. Yes, that's exactly what happened pretty much. I mean, my, my dad was a physician. He was a surgeon. Um, my, both my parents had come from Peru and, you know, uh, they had worked hard to, to, to get where they wanted to be and they wanted a good life for, for me. Um, a good life in their mind was not me fighting, uh, you know, in a cage. Um, they, you know, I went to college. I was lucky enough that they were able to pay for university and um, you know, they expected me to continue that education and go on to law school. Um, didn't quite happen that way. I, um, you know, went a completely different route and they, they were concerned first and foremost with me, you know, getting injured. And also, you know, you, we were talking about the movies earlier, being a professional martial artist, like that really wasn't possible unless you were going to, you know, teach or something at a school, but to be a competitive professional mixed martial artist, that wasn't a job, you know, not too long ago. So they didn't really get it. They didn't understand it. They thought it was a phase and, and it would kind of go away. Um, that was their hope, I'm sure. But Are they still um, hoping for that. They're still, they're still, <laughs> it's just a phase. He'll get over it soon. Exactly. <laughs> so they didn't they didn't really understand it. And um, you know, I, I don't think it was until, you know, because I was always my dad's son. Oh, you're Dr. Florian's son. And there was a, a time period where, um, you know, he was Kenny Florian's dad. And he's like, wait a sec, <laughs> he, he's kind of doing something. He's he's actually doing something and, he, and he's making it work. And he came to love it. And, you know, both my parents kind of eventually embraced it. Um, but, yeah, I don't have the typical, you know, journey of, of someone who kind of came from, you know, um, uh, maybe uh, not not the uh, wealthiest of towns or, you know, maybe had some kind of, you know, unfortunate family life or whatever. I, I really can't claim that. And I think I just loved martial arts. It was kind of this thing that was embedded in my head. My dad also was a judoka. He, he came up doing judo all the way through medical school. And, um, you know, so he's partly to blame for that. He, he wanted us all to learn martial arts. And, um, uh, yeah, it just um, really resonated with me. <laughs> I mean, you've 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 carved out an incredible career for yourself post UFC as well. Um, and one of the things that you know has, has led us to now, you know, we're watching movies being made about MMA. Is is you know how this sport has become huge, and yeah. and to you know we're seeing in a world now of of Conor McGregor's that are huge media personalities, um, which I think. You know, the UFC was so good uh, at, at working that kind of side, that the outside of the octagon kind of personality. And I think that was very much kick-started with the likes of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, and so with, with that in mind and, 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 you know, your journey, you know, through that show and such, was you always aware of trying to kind of put across Kenny Florian outside of the octagon as well, when you had an opportunity to, and to develop that, you know, and, and, and let people inside to kind of know who Kenny Florian was. You know, I'd be lying if I said that was like a goal of mine. I, I think it was something, it was kind of like a necessary evil in some ways. Um, that's how it started anyways. It was more like, Hey, you know, the UFC would contact me. We need you to do this thing for us, or we need you to do this. And, you know, eventually 
um, I, I realized that it, it was good for me, you know, that, that um, as, maybe as uncomfortable as I was doing certain things like that, that eventually it, it would allow people to connect with me just like the Ultimate Fighter did. And hey, wow, these people kind of like me or like what I did or connected with me or maybe they hate me or whatever it was, but maybe they want to see more of me um, in some ways. And, and I, eventually I saw, I, I was able to kind of reap the rewards of that in some ways of, you know, um, people wanting to see me fight or people wanting to go to, you know, a seminar that I was doing or an autograph signing or whatever that was. And, um, you know, eventually seeing that pay off, um, I think you, you see the value of it. And, you know, especially early on where, again, uh, for me, I was like, who's going to watch the ultimate fighter? This, this is crazy. Like, how is this going to work and end up blowing up? Um, and, uh, you, you kind of see that, 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 that's the business side of things that I think you need to do as a fighter. Um, you don't have to, but, um, you, you may not reap the rewards of that later on down the line. If, if you want to be a, you know, I guess a, a pay-per-view draw or, you know, a fighter that people want to see, um, you might not be able to make as much money in the sport. So it, it's, it's finding that balance. Of course, you don't want it to distract from your training, but being able to balance that certainly helps, you know, uh, and very few can go the route of a Conor McGregor who can really do it all. And, you know, th there's been some setbacks because of that in some ways, but um, it, it, you know, there, there's no question that it has helped his career and he's become one of the wealthiest athletes on the planet because of it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. You you mentioned uh you, you mentioned Connor there. Um do do you have an opinion on how you think that 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 because there's a big fight coming up obviously yeah. between him and Dustin that trilogy? Do you do you have an opinion on which way you think that's going to go? Or is it too early to tell? You know, um, it, it's hard to tell because, you know, Connor does have a lot going on. I, I think I, 
I'll say this, and, and this is no disrespect disrespect to Dustin Poirier because he's such a fantastic fighter himself. Yeah. But I do think if Conor McGregor, the mixed martial artist, fights, he will win. If Conor McGregor, the guy who thinks he's just going to knock anyone out, goes in there uh, to fight, then he, Dustin Poirier will win. Um, I think one of the hardest things as a fighter is understanding who you are and what you're good at. And I think that, in my opinion, Conor McGregor is best when he's letting all of his weapons fly, when he's allowing for his creativity to enter inside the octagon and for him to get into that flow state uh, and, and do what he does best. Let all the weapons go. Don't just force a knockout or think that you're a boxer now or that you're this big knockout puncher. Can Conor McGregor knock people out? Absolutely. But when you go back and look at what Conor does best, he is best in a counter-punching role when he's allowing you to come forward He's slipping shots and he's catching you with something that you don't see. Um, that's where I feel he's at his best. Uh, you look at the knockout of Jose Aldo. You look at you know a lot of the big knockouts that he lands. Those are shots when people are kind of coming forward and he lands those shots. The ones against Eddie Alvarez, he gets you to miss and then he catches mm. you. So uh, that that for me is is prime Conor McGregor when he's pursuing and coming forward and just looking for a knockout um, with his boxing. He he's still you know menacing, but is he at his best? No, and, and I think that's where Dustin Poirier was taking advantage. He kept kicking the leg, and so it, it's tough to say. Like you know, when you have tens and million tens of millions of dollars, how hungry are you to train? How hungry yeah. are you to go out there and beat up that guy and be willing to get beat up to get a result? How yeah. willing are you? And that that's that's going to be a question mark, I think. Um, in some ways, uh, I, I hope that, you know, Conor McGregor is able to find that again. I, I think he can. Will he? I don't know. Well, another way to make the big bucks, uh, if uh, if you get inside a fight, it's become a movie star, Kenny. You've stepped up, <laughs> mate. <laughs> exactly. How did this come about? You know, uh, yeah, you know, I was contacted by by the producers at, at Embattled, and it it came to be, you know, a, a pretty cool opportunity. You know, I I enjoy being a part of that process and see it kind of all come together. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to be on different MMA shows like Kingdom, uh, which is on Netflix here in the states, and uh, was on television for a little while. It was an awesome show, and um, I always. Uh, unfortunately play myself i'd like to play someone else besides myself you know being i was going to ask you that do you do you do you want to go and do that like have you done any acting classes or anything like that is that something you want to do yeah i did it i was kind of a musical nerd in high school uh you know from musical nerd to mma fighter it makes no sense but yeah i i enjoyed it i enjoyed that process but um, I'd like to kind of play someone else besides myself, uh, but at the same time, I take it as a compliment that people say, hey, you know, you're a, um, a, a well-known personality or commentator. Uh, why don't you come in and, and play yourself in this movie and, and add credence to to the plot, to the story? And um, it, it was cool to be a part of it. My, my buddy Tyron Woodley was a part of it as well. Yeah. And um, it was awesome to just see all the work that goes into it, like the fight scenes and the hours and hours that go in of doing the same thing over and over and over again, which I can appreciate as a, as a mixed martial artist where you have to do yeah. a lot of things over and over again. So, um, yeah, no, it, it gave me a lot of respect for um, 
both you know, the people that are choreographing the fight scenes and uh, the actors involved in it. Uh, so it it was awesome to be a part of uh, the movie. Um, and in battle, not only was it a great script, but it ended up being, you know, uh, an awesome movie that that I truly enjoyed watching. And so, and when you were doing those scenes, when you're commentating, what what have you got for eye lines? Are you just kind of imagining the fight or you know are they, are they getting two runners to just kind of go at, it, at right. each other <laughs> you know the, the cool you know the cool thing was actually we kind of had we we kind of got to play it like it was a fight like the 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 actors and and the and the fighters you know were in the cage going through the scenes or, or really? doing it while we were commentating so it was kind of uh you know this back and forth it made it more real for us um yeah and yeah it was it was pretty cool and also they had real mma fighters in there as well like there was a lot of guys you know they they filmed it uh in alabama uh and there were fighters um from the the same gym as eric anders that were in there the sbg guys were in yeah. there so they had a lot of pro fighters that are in there doing the scenes going through the uh the fight scenes again and again so it was cool it was really cool that's great that they did that for you because yeah. there'll be some sets where you know you're just like right that the the fight has actually happened but you've not exactly. been on camera yet exactly. and you're like oh that looks really good yeah great or maybe you haven't even seen it and 100%. then you get onto set and you're like they're like hey there's a an x on the camera here can you just look at that and do all right. the reactions so the fact that they got that but i think in a way that kind of shows because i think that you know you watch the movie and you you see you and tyron and obviously you've both got experience of doing this in a in a real fight situation anyway yeah, yeah. which is obviously going to be very important to draw on but the fact that they're doing that as well, you can tell in your performances that, you know, that it feels real. It feels like something's going on at the time. Absolutely. And in fact, I think at one point during one of the scenes, I won't, I won't divulge which one, but I remember actually getting emotional. I was, as I was watching it and I'm just, I'm like in the movie, I'm like, what the hell's wrong? With like, are these guys just that good? Or, or am I just like a wimp? Like what's going on? But uh, yeah, it was, it was cool to see that process, man. And I mean, you know, I touched on it at the beginning that we're, we're you know, the, the sport has grown so much to the fact that there's there's movies being made about it now, you know, yeah. we, we, with huge stars in it. And like, tell us a little bit about how you've seen, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, the, the, the world of MMA just just grow into something, you know, spectacular. It, it, it's it's really wild. I, I think that, you know, the movies are, are getting onto it. And I think that people will always resonate with the ability to fight uh, for, for so many reasons, right? I mean, we, you and I, we're all here because someone in our family line uh, fought to survive, fought to keep going. And I think that that is something that is always appreciated, um, even in even in, even in losing, right? I mean, it's like Rocky in some ways became more of a star or more of a, a big movie hit because – of his losses and an ability to, to persevere. And I think that is a, a quality that is very much appreciated and always has been and always will be. Um, and I, I think I fear for what will happen when we don't appreciate those qualities. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, I think that movies in general, they, they, they understand that they know that um, they, they know that people appreciate that. And of course, you know, the appreciation of, doing a skill under extreme pressure. You know, I remember, you know, when I was fighting, thinking about mentally the kind of hiccups that I would have during a fight or 
you know, the kind of fear that I would feel before a fight. And I knew I had to face that. You can't run away from yourself. And I think that for me, I was like, well, how, how can I deal with that? What, what kind of things can I do to help understand that? And I started reading a lot about um, special operation forces, you know, uh, you know, guys that are, you know, in the military at the very elite levels, you know, like the equivalent of your, you know, British SAS or something, you know, and reading those stories and understanding that it's like what I'm doing, I'm just getting in a cage. Their lives are literally on the line or other people's lives are on the line doing what they do. And, and seeing that it helped me to understand like, okay, what I do is tough, uh, but th- that there's levels and understanding that fear and, and, finding out how do I best compete and how can I best do that, I think helped me um, become a, a, a better person, a, a more relaxed person, a more patient person. That's something I work on every day. But um, if I can deal with someone who's trying to hurt me, uh, who's a trained professional, then there's a whole lot of other things I can deal with as well. Um, you've got a rather nice looking T-shirt on there Kenny um uh, so so what's been happening uh in your world then yes thank you um yeah I've been uh, doing commentary now for the PFL the professional fighters league and um you know they they hit me up uh, I guess somewhere uh in the middle of uh COVID uh when that craziness was going on and and um asked me about coming back to commentary if I'd be interested in doing that um for them and ESPN and um yeah, I, I thought it was a, a good opportunity to come back and, and do what I love to do. There's nothing like calling fights, uh, whether in a movie or for real. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I like I love the format. You know, they, they do um, you know kind of a, a playoff. It's it's more of a league where you know they have eight guys in each uh, division and they all kind of fight it out and they have two fights and the guys who, who accumulated the most amount of points go on into the, to the playoffs, similar to how you guys have in, in football. So, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it's been awesome. You know, we have another fight coming up, uh, on Friday, uh, this week and, uh, the heavyweights and the female 155 pounders are, are going at it. Um, and, um, yeah, that will, that will play out and, uh, reveal, uh, the playoffs for all the divisions. So, uh, excited about that. That's been a lot of fun. I've been doing that with Sean O'Connell and, and Randy Couture and uh, been having a blast. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing Brendan Lochnane doing well over there in the yeah, PFL. Yeah, oh, he's and, killing it, man. Yeah. And there was an interesting uh, decision with Rory McDonald oh. and Gleason Tebow recently as well. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's loads of drama there. I mean, it's not just the yeah. UFC available to people. You know, there's places like the, the PFL and other organizations as well where you can get yeah. a lot of drama and a lot of fun watching Definitely. it. Uh, one thing that I, I particularly see with, and I know you're a soccer fan as well, and you played soccer to quite a yes. high standard. Yeah. It's no, it's me playing, saying soccer yeah, exactly. to, to try and help, to try and help the like, American. It's not soccer, man. It's football. What's wrong with exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's going to be listening to this again. Blake, you've changed, Blake. You've changed. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, but one thing that the, the analysts and pundits, commentators get a lot in the world of football uh, is backlashes on social media from people that don't know what they're talking about and stuff. Now, and pro ex-pro footballers as well, they, they're getting this all the time. As a, a UFC, com, oh, sorry, PFL commentator and formerly doing work for the UFC as well, yes. 
Do you ever have to deal with morons on social media that are saying, you said that wrong, or you're <laughs> calling the fight for the other guy, you're, 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 you're in the pocket of the company because you're saying this guy is doing well when I can see it as this guy. And these people are just armchair fans that don't necessarily know what they're talking about. Do you have to deal with that? And also, how, how do you deal with um, that kind of negativity on social media? Does that affect you, or, or have you found ways to kind of, kind of push that to the back of your mind and not give it any merit? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I've never had one criticism online. It's crazy. I do everything perfectly. I must no, no, no. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, you get it all the time. You know, you get it all the time for sure. I think that, you know, social media. It's interesting. You know, everyone kind of has a voice now, and anyone, everyone kind of has an opinion. Um, I think early on in my career, when I first started doing things for the UFC, I think that at times it would bother me a little bit. Um, but over time, you know, I, I just I've come to realize that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what level you're at, um, perceived or otherwise, criticism is always going to come. And, you know, I, I'm very willing to always learn and get better. I'm going to be my heart like harshest critic more than anything else. Um, so I just try to remind myself of that, that like. Hey, you know, listen to what people have to say because there there definitely can be some value there. But, you know, just, you know, venom or hate or, you know, unwarranted criticism, it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, not these days. Now my, my <laughs> skin is pretty thick, but uh, I'd be lying if I said, you know, early on it didn't bother me. Even, you know, every once in a while it does bother me just because – you know, there's so much uh, education that needs to happen out there, and and some people just don't understand it. It's like if, you know, um, I know nothing about physics or math, and some expert in quantum physics is talking about something, you know, at a high level, and I'm like, ah, that that guy's an idiot. What is he? What does he know? What what's he talking about? It's like, Kenny, you don't know anything about that. Like, just let the guy talk. You know, um, you you may be right, but if you actually don't know, let the person you know yeah. talk about it. So. Well, we're aware that um, we're tight on time today, Kenny, and we really appreciate uh, the time that we've got with you. Um, just lastly, um, your your co-star and friend, uh, Tyron, um, has got a very interesting fight coming up. Um, so I'm going to ask you what your thoughts are on that. And then are we going to see Florian put the gloves on and fight a YouTuber or, or, a, or a retired <laughs> boxer? What's happening? Are you going to be stepping up as well? Everyone's doing it, mate. Oh, man. <laughs> 
man. You guys are killing it with the questions today. Uh, all right. Well, I'll say this. First of all, I am praying every day that Tyron Woodley trains hard and wins that fight. Um, you know, I'm excited for him that he gets to make a whole lot of money. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, is it Logan Paul that he's fighting? It's Logan, Jake Paul. right? He's fighting Jake, Jake Paul. Okay, Jake. Okay. I Jake. screw him up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so Jake, I mean, who cares? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we don't care about those exactly. <laughs> That's the real answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, no, you know, Jake uh, – you know, he's tough. You know, he can punch. He, he's he's dangerous. But um, I, I do think that uh, a well-trained tyrant, a focused tyrant, a guy that wants to be in their fight should be able to handle business pretty easily. But, you know, they are someone that, you, you know, it's a fight. You got to take everyone seriously that you could get hurt there. So I hope the tyrant does well and knocks him out. Would I get in there? No. Um, you know, I, you know, I was talking to Sean O'Connell about this and he was like, come on, man. Like someone gives you a million dollars. I'm like, no, he's like $10 million. I was like, no, he's like, what do you mean? You wouldn't do it. I said, no, you know, I got into the sport, my goal, and maybe I'm an idiot, but I got into the sport because I really wanted to test myself against another trained mixed martial artist. And then I wanted to fight the best mixed martial artist that I could find and see what I could do. Um, I don't see them in that light. And it's for me, for whatever reason, I, I never did it for money. I never did it for fame. I, some extra money would be awesome. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, like uber wealthy. Well, I'll be fine for the rest of my life. I need to work, but um, it's just something that's not interesting to me. I, I I think if I did that, that's where I could potentially get hurt because I'd be doing it for the money and not for like, because I want to do it. That makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. That. That's the best answer, Kenny. Thank you very much. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you. Oh, Kenny, thank you so much. It's been an absolute Have a great pleasure. Day. Kenny Florian. Oh, wonderful. I mean, he was cracking, right? Oh, really, really lovely bloke. And you should just see, I mean, like, this is this is an audio medium. Uh, maybe one day we'll put these things out on, like, YouTube or something. But just a smile on his face. He's clearly as passionate today about martial arts and enjoys talking about it as uh, as much as he probably did 20 or so years yeah. ago. You know, it, 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 the, the enthusiasm is there, which is why I think he makes such a great analyst and commentator on top of everything because you know he, he really just has an enthusiasm for the sport absolutely and you know as mentioned at the beginning this is <clears throat> this episode is in uh, association with the film Embattled um, and we will be talking to uh, other people from that film uh, I don't want to say too much um, just in case these things can fall through sometimes but um, this is obviously the first time we've recorded and we've got another two lined up so if they come good then uh, well you're in for uh, a big treat um, but that said the back catalogue of this podcast is stacked anyway. Um, you can listen to episodes with uh, former Ultimate uh, Fighter um, champ um, Matt Bonner. And uh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it took you way too long to get that joke out. I oh, know. I was you trying were just to remember. Struggling for did, did, ages. I was trying to think, like, Stefan Bonner, like, did he win or did Forrest win? And, like, and it was a draw, wasn't it? No, Forrest won, didn't he? Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Forrest won. Are oh, we going to have to re-record fuck. this? No, I can't. I can't. 
I kind of dug you out that hard at the beginning and then I've got it wrong. <laughs> you absolute moron. Oh. Like, where is he going with this? Oh, I spent so long as well trying to get the payoff for the joke that didn't happen. Oh, flawed. Right, I'm, uh, I'm not, do you know what? I'm not going to look that up. I'm just going to, I think it was a draw. No, oh, I'm sure Forrest won. You explain right, so what... I've now got to... Okay, so why don't... While Stu's literally Googling something right now, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I will tell you who we've had on the podcast previously. We've Thank had you. UFC featherweight champion of the world, Alexander Volkanovsky. We've either had or about to release a great interview with Angela Hill. We've had the cream of the crop of British MMA. We've had Paul Craig. We've had... Arnold Allen, we've had Paddy Pimblett, Molly McCann, Brett Johns, Jack Shaw, Nathaniel Wood, Brad Pickett. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, who else have we had? We've uh, we've had some great fight or flight episodes with people like uh, Emily Head, who played Carly in The Inbetweeners. Uh, my good friend Laura Checkley, who is one of the stars of King Gary. We've had James Arthur, who's a, a UFC superfan. Uh, we've had Scroobius Pip, who is a UFC superfan. We've had Thomas Turgus. Damn it! Ah, his face! Yes! Yes! <laughs> For those of you that cannot see him, which is none of you can see him other than me, uh, but... Uh, He's clearly wrong, and Forrest Griffin won the final of the Ultimate Fighter, and uh, Stu's an idiot. So the reason uh, I got that wrong, I'm going to try and dig it out, and it's not going to happen. But um, they both got awarded the contract. They did, yeah, they yeah. did. Which has become more of a common thing now that that multiple yeah. fighters get get given contracts at the end yeah. of it. But back then, I think it probably was quite a massive thing that you know you were yeah. fighting for this thing, and, and, and you remember that. But I, I have a very clear image in my head of uh, Stefan Bonner <laughs> um, crumbling to the ground after yeah. what was such a brutal fight because Forrest won and I think Forrest kind of tried to console him and pick him back up afterwards and stuff I'm not sure if Dana in the cage said fuck this you've both got contracts that was like mental or something like that I don't know if that's like one of those legend things but uh, yeah but anyway the point is you've just been listening to a brilliant uh, episode with Kenny Florian we have great episodes in the back catalogue that I've just reeled out to try and cover Stu googling <laughs> in the middle of the episode and googling something that quite frankly he should know yep. he should know who won the first yep. uh, uh, the first big uh, ultimate fighter uh, finale um, but yeah there you go so are we done? <laughs> I think we're more than done you're well done mate we've got another episode to do after this see you later guys Bye-bye. Jesus Christ <laughs>